Hello there and welcome back to the Chat Shit Get Fit, the fitness news where we unpack the week's biggest news in health and fitness. I'm Bill and as always, I'm joined by Tom. Hello. This week, we are going to take a closer look at deadlifts and back pain. We are going to dissect a new men's health article on this topic. And spoiler alert, it's a little bit of a shit show that we didn't think we'd have to go into again. But here we are. We're back at it. We're going to move on to sex pests in the gym. Is this becoming a huge problem or is there more to this than first meets the eye? <laughs> well, I was wondering where he's going to go with that. Is it actually a problem or are there some benefits? <laughs> yeah. Is there actually benefits? Okay. <laughs> yeah. So stop talking before we get ourselves in trouble. Um, are you one of them? <laughs> <laughs> and then we're going to finish with there's a brand new hotel for fitness fanatics opening in Dubai. We're going to take a closer look and then discuss if we could only choose five things for our very own gym what would they be and why? And then what we mm. think are our, you know, the top essentials, the crucial bits of kit you should have in your very own gym. Let's get into this week's. God, what are you going to say? I was going to say, we had to shoehorn in like uh, our five pieces of equipment we would have because there's no way they'd let us into Dubai. Oh God, no, yeah. <laughs> I'm not even talking about the gym. I'm talking about the country in general. <laughs> not allowed in. <laughs> but, um, and yeah, let's get... Still flustered from fucking booting my fucking oh, destroying no, destroy my setup. People have no idea what I'm talking about. It's fine. We'll get into it. Let's get into this week's the fitness news. Let's start with the first piece of news. Um, and Tom, once again, <sighs> we're talking about deadlifts and back pain. Yeah, it's depressing, ain't it? It is. It's another week and it's another men's health article. Of course it is. Of course. Of course it is. It was painful to read it, but you know, I've um I've 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 become emotionally detached since we started doing this series, in particular mm. when like it's a men's health article every week. It's almost like my brain just shuts down. I feel a lot of men's health it's like one in ten. You get like one decent article and then like the rest are just absolute shit show. I feel like what it must be like to be like a, an MI5 agent that has to scroll all this horrible stuff they see on the internet, you know, okay. for the sake of, you know, having to catch the bad guys. That's what I feel like. Having to scroll past men's health, it feels like I'm looking into, um, it, it feels like I'm looking at those snuff Reddit threads you see. So you're comparing us to MI5? <laughs> the Chat Shit Get Fit podcast is being compared to MI5 fuck me sort right. of sort i might of. be great at that job you know just basically like government funded gaslighting <laughs> brilliant anyway gaslighting aside we'll uh talk we'll talk about deadlifts and back pain so the article we'll go through the authors of this article um because that sort of gives you an indication of where this where, where this conversation is going to flow we'll start with the first one someone called krista sogba I think that's how it's pronounced. Um, and I'll read you their bios because I think their bios really do sort of enlighten you into the individuals and um, what they're all about when it comes to talking about health and fitness. So Krista, for nearly 10 years, Krista has created health, fitness, nutrition, and wellness content that's steeped in science, but engaging enough that people actually want to read it. Sounds like a podcast, Tom. Hmm. She's tuned into all the latest research that people with an athletic lifestyle need to know and prides herself on helping her readers apply it to their everyday lives. We'll start off, Krista. Um, it's very interesting there that her content steeped in science, apparently. Um, I'm not sure how much science is in this bit of content she's written. I was going to say, it's a little <laughs> bit light on the science side of things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, in regards to this whole conversation with like deadlifts and back pain, like, um, yeah, don't get me wrong, of course you can have pain doing deadlifts 
Of course you can. Absolutely. Of course you can hurt yourself doing deadlifts. But there's a bit more nuance to it. And anyone that's kind of been in this industry for the past five years, just putting that number out of my ass, but, you know, just from what I've kind of seen in regards to like the pushback in regards to, you know, deadlifts being this dangerous exercise, anyone that claims to, you know, be steeped in science, surely you should have heard through the grapevine by now that it's a bit more of a nuanced subject. Yeah. Um, and then she is being supported on this article, so she's not alone, by someone called Corey Ritchie. Now, Corey Ritchie, her bio, is a NASM CPT. Of course. <laughs> an, associate health, an associate health and fitness editor at Men's Health. So she's basically works for them full-time, it sounds of it. Um, but she's also a certified personal trainer and group fitness instructor. You can find more of her work in Health Central, Live Strong, Self and others. Basically, she just does media. Um, in the health and fitness space, as Corey does. Chris, yeah. there apparently is a science guns in this article. Okay. Uh, Tom, what we do, mate, is we'll break down this article and we'll go through some of the, the pertinent points and we'll give our thoughts on it and we'll um, we'll see how much science is steeped into this article then. So if we start at the very top, they start by saying the deadlift is one of the most important exercises you can include in your training plan. I think that's a good start, really. Um, I, think it's, I think it's a pretty... I'm not saying there's a must-do exercise, you have to do a deadlift, but I feel like yeah, it's quite a good all-rounder for a lot of people. I'll pretty much repeat what you just said there. It's not that, um, you know, it's like a must-do exercise. So, yeah, don't give one a deadlift. It's great. I wouldn't say it's the most important exercise because mm. straight away it puts on a pedestal of like, oh, you know, do, do, do this one weird trick, the thing you must do. I, you know, I love deadlifts. Mm. I also love teaching yeah. deadlifts. I love getting my clients to do deadlifts, particularly if they're a beginner, simply because it kind of gets away that stigma of, you know, weights are bad. It gives them the confidence mm. to do more. And if they don't want to do deadlifts, that's absolutely fine. But yeah, I would have just changed the word in a little bit. I wouldn't have said I was the most important exercise you can do. I would just, or one of the most important. I'll just say it's one of those that gives a lot of ban for your butt. Yeah. And there's lots of variations. There's lots of progressions, regressions you yeah. can do with it. Lots of different kit. It doesn't have to be just a barbell deadlift. There's lots of other ways you can tackle a deadlift. So um, it is a really cool exercise. And obviously, our bias is that it is very good. So it starts off well. Um, kind of a little bit of language change, maybe there. But yeah, deadlift's a good exercise, I think. Hmm. Um, but then they go to say it's one of the most important exercises to include in your training plan. Okay, so great. You think they want to try and get people getting in there, doing deadlift as much as possible, as easy as possible, because they're saying it's so important. So what do they go and do, Tom? Well, they go and place all these scary fucking barriers in front of the deadlift. So after that statement, they follow up by saying, but the deadlift is a complicated compound exercise that should never be rushed. And I'll keep going. I've got a couple of paragraphs here. The lumbar spine or low back receives the brunt of the pressure of a poorly executed deadlift. And if you've ever experienced a low back injury, you know how difficult it is to move through your daily life with the pain. Back pain when deadlifting might be common, but it shouldn't be normal, says trainer Tony Gentlecore, CSCS, owner of Core in Boston, Mass. In fact, it's usually an indication you're doing something wrong with your lift. Right. Okay, um, I'll read one more little bit actually, then we'll have a little discussion. Um, okay, no. uh, there's, this is basically straight after. It feels fine to feel a little fatigue or tiredness in your back the day after deadlifting, Gentle Core says. I know, that's a very interesting name, isn't it? I feel it, like he's made it. It's ironic actually, isn't it? Yeah, Core. <laughs> yeah. Core and Boss Gentle, gentle yeah, Core. Yeah. No, that's why your deadlifts suck. You've got a Gentle back, Core. Back, You're not bracing properly. Back to what, you don't want to be a Gentle saying, Core, you want to be Strong Core. <laughs> um, but if you wake up the next day and it's affecting your day-to-day -day activity, like it's hard to bend over and it's hard to twist, or you're apprehensive to sit up and down or to roll over in bed, that would tell me your technique needs a little work. So Tony Gentlecore, so not Strongcore, Gentlecore, is basically 
his language is essentially saying that everything to do with lower back injuries or if you have pain from deadlifting is all to do with your technique. Hmm. Um, he's saying that if you're, there's, there's got to be something you're doing wrong with your lift, that's why you've got it. Um, if you're struggling to bend over and move around, it's telling me that your technique needs a little work. I mean, firstly, I just want to stress though, we are not saying technique does not matter. Okay, when we this is the biggest straw man that people like to come out and say, "Oh, you, have, you know, you're saying technique doesn't matter." Blah blah. We're not saying it doesn't matter. Obviously, technique matters to a, you know to a point. However, in the context of injury prevention and pain management, it probably doesn't matter as much as you think. Mm. Um, there's a lot more to it. I mean, Tom, if we come straight to you, because I like to call you the pain paladin. Yeah, I mean, like, look. Going back to like the quote you just read from the article itself, right? I mean, look, the title of the article, first of all, is, you know, deadlift back pain, right? So at the beginning of the article, the first thing they establish is, you know, they kind of established that while the causes of this pain, the mechanism at play here is to do with pressure, right? Mm. Particularly lumbar pressure. So basically the pressure in the lower part of your spine, the lower part of your back, and then they're going to clarify, well, this mechanism tends to happen from, and, you know, we're going to quote, oh, what is it this fucker says? A poorly executed deadlift. Yeah, poorly executed deadlift. So, you know, technique or form, etc. Yeah. I mean, where do I even begin with this, Bill? It is a complicated subject, yeah. but if I was to simplify it as much as possible. So look, in regards to pain, pain is complicated. It is an ecosystem. It can be affected by various things um i mean one one thing that i should point out straight away is that pain doesn't necessarily mean that it's been caused by some form of tissue damage and sometimes tissue damage doesn't always cause pain either in this context like a lot of people can feel pain through deadlifts without actually injuring themselves in regards to having like tissue damage but in this article straight away they're going about how it's putting pressure on the back and that is the main cause so straight away they're relating any pain to a deadlift any back pain to a deadlift is straight away, oh, it's, it's due to tissue tissue damage here or something is happening to the tissue because it is causing pressure on your lower back. Now, the whole idea of this is that um, disc herniations, right, that if you put enough pressure on your back, oh, you know, the, 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 the disc, the lumbar disc is basically it's like a jelly donut and it's going to, you know, squish and it's going to shoot your synovial fluid over to the other side of the room. It's like stamping on a donut. But that's not really quite the case. I mean, I think something I should point out straight away is that actually discs adapt to mm. training, not just deadlifts, by the way. You could talk about squats, etc. as well. But, you know, discs can actually adapt. I mean, a lot of... When we go back here and talk about, like, spinal flexion or excessive spinal flexion and extension as well, actually, and where it can create injury or can create actual tissue so damage. So pr- prawn, prawn deadlifts, basically, for people who yeah. might not understand what you said. Yeah, basically, a prawn back deadlift is the common imagery used. Yeah, but when we go back to the data, like a lot of it is based off of um, cadaver research you know, or mechanistic research. So what I mean by that is the Stu McGill studies where actually a lot of this idea of like, oh, you know, constant flexion, extension of the spine is going to cause damage is on dead spines. And what we know about dead spines is that, well, they don't adapt. Because they're dead. You know, they are dead. Now, I don't think the deadlift is an inherently, you know, dangerous exercise at all. At the end of the day, you can feel pain bench pressing. You can feel pain doing squats. Some people feel pain doing fucking bicep curls, you know, or leg extensions. But for whatever reason, like, 
people just seem to have in this head that the deadlift is the most common one. And I don't know about you, but like if I was talking about anecdotal uh, experience, most injuries I've seen have been through videos of people squatting and actually bench mm. pressing. Maybe that's because yep. my bias is not towards, oh, well, I've heard a deadlift is bad, so that's going to be what's stuck in my memory whenever I think about a mm. particular exercise being dangerous. I've gone a bit of a tangent there. But yeah, basically the whole idea is that you're going to damage your discs if you do it wrong. And talk about doing it wrong, they then go on to talk about wrong technique, right? But technique is subjective. Yep. It's subjective to the, the goal you're you know, trying to perform. Mm. And I mean, like if we look at strongman competitions, we've spoken before about people that pick up at the stones you know, yeah. who have to do it with a flex spine, you know, and no one really bats an eyelid then when that happens, when no one actually knows anything about anything in the first place. And everyone everyone moves different anyway. We've got like, in, in general, if you look at the way people move, we all do move in weird and wonderful ways. We all have like certain little things about our body. I mean, if we, we, we've we used this example before. I'm, I'm aware of this before. Someone says, oh, you always say that. The whole Lamar, uh, Lamar Gant, was it? Or Grant, was it? Lamar, Lamar Gant, yeah. Yeah, the the, the uh, powerlifter, he had scoliosis where his back was permanently arched over because of his scoliosis. However, he was he deadlifted five times his body weight. Yeah. I think he's the first person to first do it. First person to ever uh, do that. First person to do it. And he and he was what you'd call a prawn back deadlift. Yeah. But because he was born with that and he adapted to deadlifting with that bent back, it was fine. Yeah, exactly. So we all move in different ways. As long as we as long as we manage our loads correctly. I think that's the important thing is if you if you're lifting a certain weight, as long as you don't go from I don't know ten kilo to two hundred kilos in a week. But then it becomes more about a load management issue here, yeah, the, rather than actually yeah, a technique, technique or yeah. form. I mean, um, do you know what? There's a fair bit of research as well. I mean, there's <coughs> excuse me. I mean, a good starting paper for this would be Greg Lehman's paper, where it's getting out of neutral, where actually he kind of played. Uh, I'm not going to say devil's advocate, actually, because he actually tried to look at it from both sides of the fence, like the benefits still of... Man. Yeah, exactly, a still man argument. The benefits of, you know, staying neutral, the cons of actually flexing, and also the pros of flexing. And a lot of it was kind of like talking about the injury or like the or, or the pain prevalence in such technique as well. And it's not actually... You know, don't get me wrong, yeah, people can feel pain flexing, but they can also feel it when they're in neutral. People have this idea that a neutral spine is automatically protective and mm. it isn't really because we said pain is actually, you know, quite complicated and we can adapt to different movements, different form, different technique as well. But that's not our saying technique doesn't matter because it depends on the goal we're trying to perform. I mean, if I was to give you an example, if I if I was a powerlifter, right, and I had a bit of a and I had a fair bit of flex spine particularly in my lumbar region, I, I'm not, as long as I'm not actually feeling any pain from it, who gives a shit? You know, actually yeah. some evidence to show that some people might actually f- perform better when they're actually flexing their spine. Now, if my whole... It's your, all I want to say, mate, is I saw a post recently by um, Adam Eakins about this saying, you know, sometimes people say it's more efficient to um, lift with what you'd call you know, a technical, because obviously deadlift does have a technical model. There is like, if you were to Google has to do a deadlift, there will be a certain technique to it. But Mm. what um, Adam was saying on his post about the efficiency thing is the fact when you tell people to do a deadlift efficiently and they get into all this like mad positions, he says they're actually doing more work yeah to get into that position the first, most people would if you just told to go pick something up they just go pick it up the, the most easiest way they do it possibly and the way that requires no thought and no sort of 
prior movement. Like basically, if you're trying to get yourself into all these different technical cues to get yourself into an optimal position to do a deadlift, that's actually probably less efficient because it's taking you longer and more energy to get into that position to begin with than just picking the bar up. Yeah, you don't okay. just pick someone off the floor. You just go, you better never pick it up. And I think that's the point Adam was trying to make was that, is it actually more efficient? So once again, there's actually papers on that as well. Where they yeah, actually, yeah. And the funny thing is as well is that... <laughs> The paper I'm thinking of, I can't. I'll have to send you the show, send you it for the show notes after because I can't remember the name of it right now. But they had people picking things from well in front of their feet as well, so it was actually in front of their toes. It wasn't like set up for like an optimal deadlift, so it was like stooping down and picking something up as if it was a deadlift. Yeah. But the item was quite far away from their toes, which then caused them to have to flex more than what they would as if the fin was right in between their feet or over their toes yeah. like a barbell. But I mean, yeah. So as you said there, if you was to just want, if you just want to pick something off the floor and that was your goal, and even if it was heavy, who cares? You know, because you can adapt to that over time as long as obviously it's within your tolerable range, and you could actually purposely train for that with a flex spine. But, but talking about subjective goals, right? What if my goal was hypertrophy? What if actually I wanted to, I wanted to actually build my hamstrings and my glutes? Such I'm thinking more about growth. I don't. I'm not so bothered about strength now, you know, or competition. I'm more worried about actual growth. Okay, this is where I might move the goalposts here because when I think about hypertrophy, what's one of the major things I want to do is I want to actually get a good stretch in the muscle, right, mm. in the targeted muscle, so I can get a bigger contraction. So that's one of my main goals. When I'm thinking about hypertrophy. So, in regards to deadlift technique. This is where I might say to myself, well, actually, I want most of the movement to be coming from my hips. So yeah. I'm going to try to maintain a neutral spine on purpose here as much as possible so that when I do push my hips back, it's mostly going to be coming from the glutes and the hamstrings. I'm going to be stretching those fuckers out. Yeah, that that's a good point I was actually going to come on to because I don't want people to feel like, a, when I said efficiency, so I want to, the way, a way I could compare this, right, is, well, the reason we have a technique, a technical model for a deadlift is because the whole thing of you want to lose your, use your legs more than your back, of course, simply be, for the sake of you've, your legs have got big muscle. In the to context of Tom talking about hypertrophy, you obviously want to be used targeting those muscles to grow them. Hmm. If you're doing a big lift, obviously you'd rather, if you've got strong legs, you'd rather use your big hamstrings as opposed to your lower back, which is fine. That's not to do with injury prevention, that's to do with just basically trying to lift heavier weight. Yeah. If we look at it from like a workout point of view, when you see athletes doing like a really fast CrossFit workout... Their technique <laughs> on deadlifts goes out the fucking window because the most efficient way to do it is to just bend down, pick up, bend down, pick up. Yeah. They don't stop and go, right, push the bum back, engage the lats, get myself all tight and squeeze up and then lift. They've got to do 100 reps in fucking five minutes. Do you know what I mean? Which then ironically goes against the quote of this is an exercise that should never be rushed. Well, exactly. And they have no problem. The reason they're fine with it is because they train day in, day out. They build up to these loads. They build up their volume with the deadlift. So they work through increasing the reps, getting faster, etc. And they've, they've got to the point where they've adapted to that load. So there's obviously a difference there. But what we're trying to say is, depends on the goal, um, technique, obviously, we're not saying it does not matter. Depending on the context, it will matter. Yeah. But in the context of pain, in the context of injury prevention, it's just not as much as you think, all right? That's what we're kind of trying to say and i think it also boils down to tom um if we fast forward a little bit um is to movement optimism yeah because we've already established there's no evidence that incorrectly doing a deadlift is going to increase your risk of injury let's make that clear we'll um you know check out the show notes if you don't <laughs> want to double check our sources but there is no evidence that if you do a deadlift incorrectly you're going to increase your risk of injury um not everyone moves the same 
And we want to encourage people more to exercise as opposed to scaring them doing less. And I mm. feel like our articles like this go against movement optimism. Yeah. If we're telling people you have to deadlift like this, they're going to be terrified. If they're worried that if they do it incorrectly, they're going to hurt themselves, why on earth are they going to even risk it? Some people won't even want to risk that. Also, the language you could be using might actually be affecting that ecosystem that could be pain. So if you're constantly telling someone, oh, you're going to hurt yourself the way you're lifting. Yeah, your back, you're going to hurt your lower back. Or they'll, you they'll know, be hyper aware, hyper you know, aware of the lower back. Exactly. You know, it's going to damage your discs doing that, mm. you know. Yeah. You know, that's going to, you know, over the years, that's going to be really bad for you. But even when we go back to the comment you made about CrossFit, you know, I know one uh, thing that someone might point out who could be listening, they might say, oh, yeah, that's CrossFit and they're always getting injured. But actually, that's not the case either because we know that injury rates for CrossFit are on the same scale as, you know, regular weight training. And we've just said that the reason that the language gets used of CrossFit so there's more injuries because sometimes it's very spectacular, it ends up on the internet. Yeah. And because people tend to like to hate on CrossFit because it is quite new compared to other training modalities still now, we've spoke about it fucking numerous times, but it's still new, is that if there's any negatives that can come out about it, it's picked up on and it explodes. Okay. Yeah. However, we looked at the injury rates, we looked at the data on this, and it is pretty much the same as most training modalities. So hmm. there is no increased injury. The, the important thing is, is that people need to remember is the reason the athletes are doing all this and they're doing loads of reps for time whenever it's because they've built up to it they didn't just turn up to a crossfit gym day one do 50 deadlifts 100 kilos unbroken you know they've spent time building up to that weight comfortably and then increasing the the speed etc i mean as we said it's not like we're saying form doesn't matter it does but it depends on the task at hand so me personally when i deadlift actually all things said i do tend to lift with a neutral spine you know, or as as neutral as I can make it, because actually we have got evidence to show that it may actually be impossible to fully go neutral in the first place, yeah. which then leads to another discussion of, okay, well, which point, at which degree of mm. flexion is it that is suddenly the bad point for these people that yeah. claim that it's going to be, you know, inherently injur- injurious. But I mean, um, if I was to suddenly pick up a heavy medicine ball or big sand ball, or if I was to, back in the army, when I used to pick up my Bergen, I'm doing it with like a curved spine, you know? Yeah. Because I've no longer got a barbell that's like a couple of feet high above me. It's, this is something I want to cradle. In order for me to cradle, I need to bend down low. Well, let's go back to that, Tom, that army example. If you've ever, if anyone has listened, they've been in the military, they've seen a film, whatever. If you, if you see a bunch of soldiers get told to quickly grab their kit and go, they are just literally bending straight down, launching that burger on their back. You know, it's 20, 30, 40, 50 kilos being launched onto their back. They've got no, they're not, they're not, you know, adopting a perfect squat or doing a perfect deadlift to pick it up. They are literally grabbing it by its strap curling of they're basically bending sideways and forward into like some weird deformed shrimp to get on the back mm. uh, and the problem is if we're then telling people if we're then if we're then telling soldiers um oh if you don't lift like this you're gonna hurt yourselves or if you never expose them if you never this is an important thing actually if you never expose people to lifting like they normally would when they do do it there's a chance they've done too much too soon so load management and they could hurt themselves it's not because they've lifted that bag incorrectly it's because they've never ever exposed their spine mm. for lifting in that way, with that load. Yeah, exactly. Joe, it's funny you say that because um, I've seen in in a tactical athlete setting, whatever the fuck you want to call it, I've seen like a massive push for how important it is to train, you know, anti-flexion and anti-extension, you know. And it's like, 
Yeah, but in real world, as a soldier, as you said, Bill, you're fucking flopping about all over the place. So surely, actually, you should be probably strengthening yourself in these positions you'll be finding yourself in. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you look at um, when blokes are tabbing, no one's fucking neutral spined, you know, four <laughs> miles in. Mate, I've, seen, I've, seen people, I've seen people drop into a 90 degree angle, start bouncing the burger on the back. I've seen people <laughs> whose fucking lips are lower than their knees when they're tabbing, you know, like people are bent <laughs> yeah. over, you know. So actually, let's train them in these positions. Going back to Adam Meekins, I remember he did like a little mini, um, I don't think it was a challenge actually, I think it was just a video of him fucking about the barbell, but he was doing something called twist deadlifts. He was deadlifting, but as he was deadlifting, he was putting the barbell back down side to side. So he was twisting as he was yeah, deadlifting. Okay. Oh my God, that's horrendous, right? But you know, little <laughs> things like that, but he was doing that at a load he could manage. And yes. the ironic thing is, he was doing that quite soon after he'd actually injured his back deadlifting. You know, yeah. and who knows what the cause of that was. It These shit just sometimes happens. Pain and injuries happen, mm-hmm. and sometimes it's not always to do with form or technique. It could be life stressors. It could be fatigue. Sometimes shit just happens. Yeah. Um, I mean, speaking of technique stuff, after that, they, those two paragraphs we've just sort of broken down, they do go through a load of technique-based stuff, so they, I won't go through mm. them all because it's just basically common coaching cues you just give for a deadlift, nothing too exciting really. Um, yeah. Anything you try on the internet of how to do a deadlift. But then they do feel, this is the interesting thing, Tom, they finish by kind of alluding to the fact that it is down to load. So I'll read you this about here. Well, basically, they obviously don't say it straight away, but if you actually re- listen listen carefully to the wording, okay? So just because you think you've mastered all the common form mistakes listed above doesn't mean you're ready to ramp up the weight to your ultimate limit just yet. We'll talk about that in a second. That's pissed me off. Um, form mistakes happen even for the most experienced deadlifters when the weight is too heavy. If your muscles can't handle the load... Your back may round out, your knees may straighten, and you might forget your abs exist. This might be a this might be a risk you're willing to take, which is why we generally caution guys with general fitness goals to avoid maxing out to pull the heaviest weight possible. There's a threshold to where your body will maintain good form. If you load up the weight past that threshold, things can go south. Moving up in weight gradually will help your hamstrings, glutes, and back muscles all build enough strength to maintain that movement pattern throughout heavier reps. Mm. I mean, just to quickly add in, I fucking hate that line about forgetting your abs, basically. Yeah, I mean, what the fuck is that yeah, about? You, if, if you're moving, <laughs> if you're moving, your abs are moving, okay? Yeah. Jesus They've not Christ. disengaged. They've not deactivated. You don't need to activate your abs. This is like that silly <laughs> gluteal amnesia thing. You know, or oh, don't forget yeah. to activate your glutes, and it's like fuck me. If, yeah. you're, if you're performing the movement, there's something going on here. Jesus. Yeah. If you listened carefully, then you'd have realised they've essentially said a lot of stuff to do with load there, and they're right in the fact that me and Tom have mentioned before. I think is that when someone's form breaks down. So let's say someone's got you know they're, they're pretty good with their technical model. They're lifting what you'd class you know a, a deadlift to the technical model. If they start breaking down in form as they rate ramp up the weight that's an indication they're getting quite heavy okay depending on the the extreme the extreme of it i mean if it's just like a little curve that's fine but if they're if let's say i don't know they've been deadlifting with you for a week and they've been working around 60 to 80 kilos okay um, and then they suddenly go oh, i want to try 120 they go for 120 and they suddenly you know really start folding over losing all that movement pattern that could be an indication to you they've loaded too much too quickly hmm Okay, because they've 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 differed significantly from their normal form. 
Okay. If they were normally if they normally deadlift with a bit of round on their back, then I wouldn't be too worried. But if they're normally deadlift with a what you'd class, you know, a neutral spine as they call it, and they deviated savagely off that because they've put an extra sixty kilos on than the, the, the week before, then that could be an indication they've loaded too quickly and you'd have to just keep an eye on it, maybe strip them back a little bit. Um, but that's to do with the load. Yeah. And they've even said there, you have to build up gradually. So they've essentially said what we're trying to say is it's about load. But they've then they've interwoke that so it's hard this article because they finished with that, but I don't think they've realised what they finished with. Yeah, they're not based because it's not. They've not. This is not based on science. I know they've said that fucking whatever name was steeped in science, but they've not mentioned any science at all throughout this. They just said a load of mechanistic buzzwords. Um, but essentially, if they were, they'd realise this last bit is essentially what the science is saying. I mean, when it comes to the major factors, pain and injury that I've kind of seen in regards to training. Um, so I've already mentioned that pain is complicated in regards to it being like an ecosystem, etc. But um, biopsychosocial model. Yeah, the biopsychosocial model. So, so what we basically mean by that is, you know, a, a lot of people. I want to say a lot of people used to just looking at it from a biomechanical model or biomedical model. However, a lot of people still do. And what that is is when people just assume that pain is caused by tissue damage, no matter what. And therefore, for tissue damage to be happening, it's got to be your posture, or it's got to be the way you move, or something that's being damaged, like the discs in your back because you've been deadlifting, etc. But actually, we've now got psycho and social, so there's things that can contribute to your perception, your subjective experience of pain, which could be, you know, stress. It could be sleep. It could be the. It's, it's your belief that the deadlift is dangerous. It could be people are telling you that you're going to hurt yourself. It could be your education. So it could be, it could be the nocebic faults people put into your heads, etc. But yeah, when it comes to pain and injury, like um, the biggest factors in regards to training I've seen in evidence is mostly related to load management or rather fatigue management. So when I talk about load, it's not always, it's not always about the load on the bar. It's internal and external load. So it could be load in regards to your training dosage. But there's also the load outside of that training. So, yeah, as I said before, things like sleep. It could be your stress. You know, your fucking, you know, your nan might have died the week before, which is stress. It's you know, to say. It can make, things, it can make you more sensitive. I'm trying to think of something upsetting. You know? <laughs> That's such a random thing to, <clears throat> a random thing to throw in there. <laughs> the fucking hell, it could be more morbid. You know, I was, was going to say, what, you what? know, you've witnessed a terrible car crash and you were the driver. You, you drove a school bus off of Dover and that's contributed to your back pain <laughs> we keep you'd probably be dead mate <laughs> if, if I had to use my own anecdotal uh, <laughs> experience you know driving a school bus off the cliffs of Dover is probably what contributes more to my back pain than my te- uh, deadlift techniques but yeah um, load management and also things like so, so yeah I talk about like a uh, your perceptions as well. So I've also seen papers where it shows that if you have like a an idea of perfectionism, it can actually increase your injury rates as well, at least if you're like a junior athlete yeah. from the papers I've seen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I've there's seen a lot that. going on there. But the things you can technically control is the, you know, the external load. So the things you're actually putting onto the bar, the reps you're doing, the sets. Um, one other little point I want to quickly pick up on, you kind of might have heard me say I was a bit annoyed with it, um, is their comment of just because you think you've mastered all the common form mistakes listed above doesn't mean you're ready to ramp up weight to your ultimate limit just yet. Um, and that goes back to my point on movement optimism. I think that's very nocebic and like saying, oh, you're not ready to ramp up. You're not ready to ramp up. It's like, well, no. 
you're just holding people back. And this is where you get that perfectionism thing is where people, they don't feel like they can move up to heavier weight until they've perfected their technique. And it's like, well, sometimes oh, the, the weight is what you... Yeah, the weight is what you need sometimes to actually help. Like I've actually coached people before where they'll do it with an empty barbell and then they'll put weight on and go, oh, I find it's much easier now to do like what you said with the, with the weight on. It's because you've actually got a response. You've actually got feedback. And um, if you're just fucking around with a plastic pipe all the time or an empty barbell, you're never going to get that, that load feedback. Which ironically, I went on one of these authors, um, the author, one of the authors of this article, can't remember which one, but I actually checked out their Instagram and guess what they're doing? Oh, gone. PVC pipe. Oh, of course they are. <laughs> of course they are. Yeah. There is a place for the pipe. Don't get me wrong. There is a place for the pipe. Yeah. But it's not um <laughs> it's not somewhere you should be for a very long time. <laughs> Sounds like a pickup lane. Pickup line. <laughs> yeah. It's a place for my pipe. A place for my pipe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, creepy. God. That does not bode well for what we're about to talk about. You, oh yeah, you bring the PVC, <laughs> I bring the pipe. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh shit, I need to fucking headbutt my mic. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah. Um to to summarise that little section there, um, actually before I do, I mean essentially, if you want to hear more on that, there is actually uh, an episode of the podcast we did do on this topic um, in our myth series, and that was chatshitgetfit.com slash form dash posture. I'll leave a link for it below. Um, but that's what we we spoke about posture as well in a similar similar vein. So it's absolutely crazy as well that we've not actually mentioned the Jefferson curl. I tell you what, Bill, I can summarise this in an example I give to my clients sometimes. If I dropped my pen and I bent down with what you might call poor form or technique, is that inherently bad for me? Okay. What about what about if it was a you know a carton of milk? Carton of milk. Yeah. How big is how big is carton? Oh, it's like a two liter. Okay. If it was sixty liters, you ain't picking up, are you? Okay. Keep going with me here. Keep going with me here. <laughs> yeah. Now, is yeah, it two liter? Yeah. Go on, yeah. No. Okay. No, what no, about no. um? What about a army? What about a day sack or a bergen? Fifteen, twenty kilos. Well, it depends on who you are, doesn't it? Probably not, but probably be all right to be fair. Yeah. Okay. What about if um I picked up a hundred kilos, or hundred and fifty, or two hundred, or three hundred? So actually, it's not inherently the the way I'm performing the movement. It's the weight or the technique. The it's the load. Mm-hmm. So do you see what I mean? I mean, all all throughout our life, we bend our back. When we, unless you're one of those fucking people where if you, you know, I, I've, I have seen PTs that are so vigilant. I've seen one fucking drop a clipboard before and hinge over the straightest back you've ever seen. If you see me loading up clients' barbells, I'm fucking bent over, I'm everything, because like yeah. 20 kilo <laughs> plates, 25 kilo plates are nothing. Yeah. You know, it's, it's load management. Okay, if we move on to the next piece of news, uh, this is, how to describe this topic? I'll say the title first, Sex Pests in Gyms. So this is actually something we spoke about earlier uh, in an earlier fitness news, I should say, um, but that was specifically outdoor-based, really, when we talk about things like running and walking, etc. Um, so that, that article, I believe, was when we were talking about uh, women running outside and walking outside. It's, you know, the, the dangers associated with that, what we can do in that. But this time... We're looking at it more gym-based specific. Yeah. So we've got an article from the Times uh, and it starts by saying, a growing number of women no longer feel safe at the gym because of persistent staring, inappropriate physical contact and in, uh, intimidation. Hmm. Um, I just want to stress before we jump in, Tom, that this is not going to be us men bashing. 
there are two sides to the story. So I don't want people listening thinking, oh God, there's going to go some men are all predators, blah, 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 blah. But I think we'll start with the, you know, we'll start, you know, we'll start with the less obvious angle, I think, Tom, something that people won't expect as much. And that is that men, are, you know, are men having a hard time with it? Because um, I know you're not too much on TikTok, but there was a trend. I think it's, I don't know if it's still, still going off it, but when it was. I know what you're was. talking about because I've seen it on Instagram as well. Yeah. So the women sharing videos of them apparently being pestered in the gym um, with the hashtag, you know, like, you know, gym pest, whatever. Uh, yeah. And the, the problem was, is this really wasn't the case. And there did end up being a bit of backlash towards these women sharing the post, to be fair, um, because there were some men who were getting absolutely annihilated online or getting their getting their reputation destroyed because someone put a video up saying they were pestering them. And the reason I said it's not wasn't the case is because, Tom, you've just said you've seen some, so you'll be able to sort of give your point. But if you watch some of these videos, it's just there's someone obviously in the gym with a fuck-off big tripod filming their set, and a guy's just had a glance over to see what's going on. Yeah, and they have then made the video look like they were being pestered by like some random guy in the gym. Yeah, when really it wasn't the case at all. There was no, there was nothing onto it. It wasn't like they were standing there staring, or they were getting into their space, or making any inappropriate comments, or you know, touching. They literally would have a glance over. I think one video as well, a guy just said, "Oh, do you need help with something?" Hmm. Um, and then that got twisted into him basically being a pest, uh, and he got annihilated, and yeah. it obviously wasn't great. Uh, for him I mean what, what sort of stuff you saw Tom on those no similar kind of thing um, there was the one young lady that had her big setup, and she was it might even be the same one but she started mm. calling the guy feral yeah because okay. it's now become a meme I know I shouldn't laugh about it but it's now become a meme um, <laughs> but she kept on saying you know oh the guy behind me is feral he's absolutely fucking feral fucking feral fucking feral not Will Feral, mm. but you know feral is an animalistic <laughs> yeah um, and uh, you could see behind the guy was clearly just, oh, I was a tripod over there, I wonder what that is. And that was it, back to his own business. Um, it was a very, very uncomfortable situation, but but people saw through it. People did see yeah. through it and came to the guy's defence and obviously called her yeah. out on it. But I wasn't aware that it was actually a trend. I'd seen a couple of videos like this. Yeah. I really hope it isn't a trend in regards I mean, to, to be like, fair, there are... There are- We'll come on to it in a sec. I just want to say there is there is obviously an issue, so don't mistake us by saying that we're trying to say there is oh, no, no fucking def- issue with it. It definitely happens, but yeah, because on this trend there is there were cases of videos where there was an issue, but there was some which were saying and because you spoke about memes, Tom, there was actually memes coming out of like guy a guy did like a skit where he walked into the gym. Um, and he was basically joking that you can't look anywhere without ending up on the internet. So he walks with his hoodie up, and every time he looked around, he's like, oh, he's like getting started, like, oh shit. He's like, where do I look? He's like, look to where I was pulled on the side. There was another tripod there. There was a camera there. There was a woman there, a woman there. And he was like, I don't know where to look. So he basically sat down on the bench yeah. at the end, looked to the floor, and was like, I don't know where to look. I don't know what to do. <laughs> was, to and he was, <laughs> be honest with you, it, it happens to the best of us. And to, it's not always in a gym setting either. It can happen anywhere. It can happen on the street. Yeah. It can happen in fucking Nando's. People just, people are curious. We're naturally yeah. curious people. We like to look around. You know, it can happen when I walk into the ladies' toilets, you know. You just sometimes make accidental <laughs> eye contact. Oh, God. Accidental eye contact. Why are you pissing in the sink? I'll, look, I'll, I'll just say as well, like, you know, it happens I accidentally make eye contact with men as well. And it's awkward oh, in the women's toilets. In the women's toilets. Um, <laughs> There's a group of you in there, is there? <laughs> you know, like, oh, no, look, first of all, let me clarify that. And we will look at it from the other side. And that is that there is definitely fucking noncery afoot. You know, however, like in the gym, awkward eye contact just happens sometimes. There's only so many places you can look. And sometimes it's one of those things where you might see something that just garners your attention. You might see a tripod, oh, there's a tripod, and that's it. You glance at it, and that's it, and you'll look away. 
or sometimes you'll see something brightly coloured. You know, me, I could be like a fucking magpie. If I see something shiny, I'll just have a look. So if you just if you came in like luminous green, that's not me looking at you and slobbing. That's just me like fucking. That's caught my attention. The colour of it, whatever. Yeah. You know. Or sometimes I might make just awkward eye contact. Now usually I just do that awkward white guy smile. You know, we just do a little grin and you nod and little. Yeah. It's not even a smile, isn't no. it? It's like I just you close your mouth and just sort of. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do you know, but um, yeah, no, sometimes you just make awkward eye contact. You know, it it happens. Yeah, it happens. The, the problem I've seen as well, Tom, with this is because there's nothing. I mean, if people want to film their sets in the gym, you know, by all means, whatever. Um, but there's also the the thing of like, there's now guys saying that if they see a camera, they're like panicking almost because they're worried about what's if they look over there, yeah. they're going to get in the film. Are they going to get is the video? They're going to get twisted. So they look like the bad guy, and it's like, well, I don't I don't blame them because. Technically, if you're going to have someone on film, you should really ask their permission. You shouldn't just like have yes. people on film to begin with. So if yeah. they're going to film their sets, they should either do it where they can't see people or make sure that they've got permission or whatever it is. But they can't then, like if someone's if someone's looking over, they can't really blame them if they're filming. Because they might be like, well, yeah. we're supposed to be filmed here. I don't want to be on film. But then the problem is that people are, not all of them, just stress that again, but then some of them being twisted to make the guy look like the bad person for looking over. It's like, what the fuck? You've got a camera out. It's <laughs> obviously going to be curious. Yeah. But now people are getting worried. You're getting guys who are getting you know, anxious to actually go to the gym, not go to the gym, but they're getting anxious to operate in a gym normally if they see a camera, if they see a woman with a camera, because they're thinking, fuck, what, you know, what, where's this video going to go? If I look over, am I then going to be screenshotted and say, this man was pestering me in the gym? He was staring at me. Or, I mean, I understand people who legitimately want to film their lifts. Mm. Me personally, I've not filmed a lift in years. Yeah. So I don't really have any interest in doing it. <laughs> Probably one of the main reasons that I don't really care about my form because I don't really <laughs> correlate to injury that well. Um, however, if you are going to do it in a public setting, you probably want to try not to get people in the background mm. just as like, you know, a bit of etiquette. How, however, like if you have got the camera in full view and you know you're going to be catching people, you're going to have people looking. Yeah, of course you know. Because it's also it's also human nature. Like if you see a camera that is filming, it's in your general direction. If I saw that coming at me, I'd look up and I go, "Has that caught me?" I'm not going to cause a huff over it or be absolutely fuming, but I'll just be like, "Oh shit, I'm being filmed," you know. And I would look directly into the lens because it's just like you want to see, didn't you? Am I being filmed? Oh yeah, okay. Yeah. Let me get out of shot. I'd be causing havoc. I would. Me and my fucking videos. I'll be. I'll be getting. There. I'll be jumping. <laughs> I know in. you would. I'll yeah. be getting involved. <laughs> Fucking celeb spotting Hugh Grant. <laughs> Hugh Grant, yeah. fuck off. <laughs> Hugh Grant goes to the box. <laughs> oh dear. But yeah. Um, but I'll get what you mean. Yeah, I'll get what you mean. So if you do catch people, you shouldn't be getting fucking pissed off with it. <laughs> no, that's it. Um, but as we have said, we're not saying there isn't an issue, okay? So we're just looking at it from both angles because I don't think it's fair to say that all men are fucking predators in the gym just because they look at you when you're filming your, your squat, all right? Um, but there is obviously an issue. And I want to start by looking at a recent report by Origin and they revealed that six in 10 women had been harassed while in mixed gyms. And the person who was on this article who did a lot of the talking essentially was someone called Natalie Barnett. Um, and she's not named any gym in particular, but she has basically said there's a number of franchises failing women. The, the, her anecdotal point on this was that i mean you could obviously talk from your gym's point of view as well tom um, is that they were lax about revoking memberships after complaints be made um, because she thinks it's due to financial gain came first and anti-harassment and stuff you know they put posters up and things but when it came to actually taking action and cancelling memberships and losing that revenue they were quite lax of it 
I don't know, what's been your experience in any commercial gym set and what's the... Um, I mean, I'm not going to talk about my current workplace, but I'll talk about other places I've worked at. <laughs> right, okay. You know, just for legal reasons. Yeah, sure. I think that's just a bit of a throwaway for this person to say, oh, it's due to financial gain. Yeah, I think so. Um, I think that's just a throwaway comment there. It's a bit more complicated than you think. From someone that used to manage a gym, you can't just go around banning people. Mm. You know. Mm-hmm. Now the the thing is, I've I've also looked at a corporate survey where they kind of spoke to members, particularly female members, and asked about if they felt harassed, etc. Now, a staggering amount had said that they had felt harassed at the gym. Now, one of my issues with this, and I'm f- fully willing to take the flack for this, but one of my issues with this is what do we clarify as like, you know, you're feeling intimidated at the gym? Is it just a subjective feeling mm. or is it something that's actually happened? Yeah. Because you might be one of those people that have been filming your hip thrusts and the guys looked at the camera and looked away and you've gone, yeah, I felt intimidated. I've been harassed. So do you see what I mean? Yeah, I get you. Like yeah. if there's actually a, if there's actually a further question that says, look, what has actually happened yeah. you know um i'll give you i'll give you a real example of something i had to deal with when i was a manager and that was we had a uh, a lady come up to us very very upset like in hysterics and she said that someone was basically harassing her and was constantly looking at her so straight away like we had our backs up like fucking hell let's look get the cctv up now and get rid of this person now straight away Cut a long story short, I actually knew the person she was talking about when I checked the CCTV. Now, I already had a bit of a gripe against this guy because he'd been breaking some of the gym rules, so he just kept on leaving his coat in places, etc. Sounds like a really silly thing, but it's something I'd already spoken so about before. So your bias was already against him in a way, essentially. And so my bias was already against yeah, this guy, sure. so I was like, fucking hell, you know, finally I'll get to get rid of this guy for a legitimate reason. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we did... I want to say we, it wasn't me, but someone banned this person straight away without actually doing really? an investigation. And then what happened was the guy came in like, what's what's going on? I've been, I've been banned. And when they explained the situation, he just couldn't believe it. And when we looked over CCTV, by the way, I've jumped the gun here, but when we looked at CCTV, he actually did, did a single glance and we went back over really? weeks of CCTV. Did he, did he, speak, did he say person. anything? Was it clear that he said anything? Was like his mouth moving? No. No. no, absolutely nothing. What happened was is he just so happened to train in the same area that she was in. Mm. And he actually trained in the exact same space when she wasn't there either. Right, okay. So actually this guy did nothing wrong. He just simply glanced over to her and that was it. It was one look, and but she was in absolute hysterics over this. Now, this guy got banned. He came in and he just couldn't believe it. He was actually really, really upset that he was – because we told him straight, you know, you – you, you've, you've, you've. We've had a female member say you've. She feels harassed by you, mm. and he could not. He could not believe it. I was wondering, and he was saying, "I'm going to jump in." So I want to make this clear as well: is that if she's felt harassed, okay, that's that's her. That's absolutely it's fine. It's a subjective, subjective experience. But what what we're trying to say here yeah. is that the stats that are showing that six and ten, or what there's a large number of women who feel they've been harassed, is that they. We're not saying they're completely off, but there's going to be a case of where some of them could potentially be a bit over-exaggerated in the sense of this example Tom's given, someone where they felt harassed. You know, she's a very, if she feels harassed, she, she knows she's being harassed. But the fact that if you actually look into it, she probably wasn't what you call as what, you know. A, a, Trust me, harassed. it goes deeper, mate. 
It goes deeper. <laughs> right, go yeah, on. it goes uh, deeper. Carry on. Carry on then. Um, anyway, not me, but the other person ended up reinstating this person's membership. Right. You know, it was their fault for fucking pulling the trigger too soon anyway before a proper investigation. Yeah. And then obviously the lady then came back to train again and she saw this person, hmm. you know, and he obviously had no idea that it was this person that had uh, made the claim. Anyway, we then get a very, very, very angry email from the lady's husband. Um, he's going to come in. He's going to beat the absolute shit out of this guy. What you know, fuck? He's, yeah, exactly. Um, anyway, we had a bit of a back and forth where we, where this is by now we've had a proper investigation. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. And I'm in a proper investigation, which it should have fucking been in the first place, to be honest with you, for her safety as well. Hmm. You know, for her safety, it should it should have been a proper investigation. It finally did happen. And yeah, this email happened. We had a bit back and forth where we had to say, look, we've not managed to find any evidence whatsoever that this has actually occurred. In the end, uh, this couple were threatening to go to the press uh, to talk about our companies, talk, mention our names, you know, we was allowing sex pests into the gym, etc. And all this was to do with one single glance. Jesus Christ. One single glance. Oh, I've got to mention this was in our funk. You've been to the gym I've spoken yeah. about before. Yeah, yeah. And there's that big glass mirror. Okay, sure. So you literally, no matter where you're looking, yeah, you're, you're going to be looking, looking at, at someone. someone yeah. Reflection. That's ridiculous. But yeah, that it? that all kicked off. Um, so yeah, you are gonna you are gonna get people that are going to take the piss, mm. men and women. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you know, men and women. But on the flip side, on the flip side, I have looked into other investigations of the company I used to work for, and it was actually staggering the amount of actual sexual harassment cases there are where you know blokes have pestered women and. Um, touched them inappropriately. Right. And these are ones that have been followed up by investigations. These are things that have been caught on CCTV. Um, yeah, it was really upsetting, uh, really upsetting actually. Um, people getting cornered in, even like in the female changing rooms. Mm. Like uh, there was a case where a bloke had just walked in and started and, you know, like strokes her hair or whatever it was. It was Did these people get banned really, really away? Oh, these people. oh God, yeah, police investigation yeah, as well. Okay, yeah, some sure, of them, yeah. You know, yeah. police investigation as well as they fucking should be. But the thing is, like overall, I've, I've overall my 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 viewpoint is that the gym is overall is a safe place. Mm. If it's one that is, you know, staffed yeah. more times than not, and it has got CCTV, you know, it is more safe than it's not. But as I said, these things don't happen. But I don't want people to think that I'm putting them off of the gym. No, I think I, you go back to that comment she made. You said it's got a throwaway comment. When I say this next bit, I think it becomes a bit more clear because um, this person, she's got a plan. So Natalie Barnett from London 23, she's got plans to set up a female-only gym as a result. So it's kind of like, mm. of course, she's going to make it sound a bit more maybe negative, like a bit more. Push it, push it at her angle. A Using more. hysteria. Yeah, to, to make it seem like this is a huge, bigger problem. It's obviously a problem by saying that she's saying, oh, the lacks about revoking memberships, blah, blah, blah. It's, potentially, it's to support her own claim of making her own gym. I mean, if we go through some other stuff that um, that was more mentioned in the articles and things like that, because there's a lot of mention about predatory personal trainers in the gym as well. Oh, God, yeah. I can I can tell you straight away it's true. Yeah. I mean, you see you see It's another stories. thing that's extremely depressing. Mm. It's, it's that classic position of authority, isn't it? Yeah. I, I can tell you now, um, PTs don't get properly vetted. They don't get properly vetted. It's another reason why I wanted to leave my previous job. They don't get properly vetted. Worrying, isn't it? You know, it's a very shady industry. 
quite concerning because personal training is a very close and personal um, job, essentially, you know, especially in a one-to-one situation. And Be honest with you, the industry in general, I've got a big fucking chip on my shoulder because it is predatory in nature. Well, there's some big names we obviously won't mention, but we know personally, don't we? Like yeah. We've looked into some huge names out there who run these big horse and stuff who we, we know people personally who we've spoke to have said they're actually not what they seem and they've said some pretty pretty awful yeah. things they've mentioned some pretty there's people even we've respected respect as fitness in the industry but they've yeah they've there's stuff that they've done and said which is very predatory in nature and is quite concerning that people at that level uh like i can say like, i've respect the person's work yeah that's what i've had to do separate. might not respect their work ethic or for them as a person yeah. the person could be a piece of shit and it's insane it's absolutely insane the lengths people will go to protect them yeah that's that's what makes it really hard mate because we we we've, we've had conversations with with people before and it's it's trying to separate the individual from the work as you said like they'll do amazing yeah. work and then it's like fuck but they're an absolute like creature really when you think of like what they what yeah. they are and it's just and this is the problem isn't it in this industry people get to that position of power they get a bit mad of it you could say and then next thing you know they're hopping into the dms of people and as you said it's very hard to separate isn't yeah. it the work from the person yeah exactly um another thing i saw mentioned it's not just on the on this article but in the threads and like the comment sections and the threads relating to this topic is there's a lot of language of if women wore more appropriate clothing etc 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 and that you know. for me that's just victim blaming in a gym you know, is this victim blaming though like it's the classic of oh, well if the if the victim did something else there wouldn't be a problem so how can you blame it like you can't so you're saying because some man sexually he decided to sexually assault a woman it's her fault because she decided to wear what she felt comfortable with the gym in like that sort of language is incredibly dangerous i mean if we flip this on its head like some blokes have an extremely fucking punchable face that you just want to cave in with a brick yeah does that you mean know? you're allowed to just go punch <laughs> yeah can i just go brick him exactly you know I mean? like, no, that's not me going you know yeah well they was asking for it exactly it's absolutely it's absolutely outrageous that honestly mate i looked at a load of threads which are recent by the way it's not like dated dated ideology this is recent threads of people talking about this saying oh have you seen the stuff that women wear in the gym have you seen it it's like are you fucking for real what do you want them to wear yeah, what do you want them to wear in a gym these are this is gym clothing it's like I'm not even want because you shouldn't want fuck all. But what do you expect them? You to see wear? guys going there with little stringer vests and tiny short shorts. They're allowed to wear that. There's no problem, is it? <laughs> yeah. What are you saying that, that you're saying? Don't call them a slut. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know what I mean. But the fact this this is not just to do with the gym, but in general, victim blaming is a very very dangerous thing, and it's actually very worrying that we see it a lot. I think there was an article actually completely off fitness topic, but it's got me a bit going now. Is um, it was there was a woman who was. I think, yeah, there was a woman who was killed by her husband and the the media, this is the language they used. I'm, I don't quote me exactly, but they basically right, said, the sum, was it? they basically said, was it because that she was getting paid more than her husband that led him to have like, high levels of stress and lead him to do what he did? Because they said so they pinned it on her being super successful. So that was the reason that her husband got super stressed and killed her. They The, the language mm. they used made it sound like it was her fault that she was killed because she was more successful than her husband. I mean, that is the state of the fucking world, We like the media. <laughs> the, the media is literally just a massive profit straw, man. It's, abso- <laughs> it's, it's absolutely outrageous, mate. And it's just, victim blame it is, I, honestly, it gets me so wound up because I just cannot believe we're in a position where there's people out there blaming the victim. I mean, for- the thing is like, look, as I said, like, what, what do you expect them to wear in a training environment? When you look at things like blokes wearing gyms for performance reasons, or even, you know... Uh, even if, if because they know they want to, you know, 
show off aesthetically. Yeah, who, who cares? You know, let them do it. Then it's, it's, who cares? Let them do it. We go back to last week, Tom. The, the, the control thing. What was it? What you called it? What was that term again? Of locus of control. We cannot control what they decide to wear in the gym, but we can control if we are a fucking nonce or not. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So at the end of the day, the locus of control. I shouldn't laugh, but yeah. yeah but that's, I know it's obviously, I've made it because I've got funny, but it's, it's a serious point though. It's like, we, you cannot control what someone decides to wear to the gym. If you find it inappropriate, that's some, you know, that's some, that's, you've decided to make that thing that's inappropriate, but they've decided mm. that you cannot stop them wearing that, that set of gym clothes in the gym. But what you can stop is your actions towards that individual. And if you decide to be a fucking twat about it, that is on you. That is your control. Mm. So it's up to you to just be a good human being and ignore it. It's got nothing to do with you. If they've decided to turn into a gym in what you consider inappropriate, which most cases is not, then that's on you. That's nothing to do with them. Um, leave them alone. Mm. All right. So um, it's a very difficult topic to navigate, but fucking hell. I mean, I mean, if we move on as well to more language I've seen across the web, Tom, is that there's a suggestion there's to be strict to crack down the individuals. I mean, you've already kind of said that, like, if it does come up, there is. Yeah, it's a tricky subject because it's are we cracking down on people where someone has just made a claim yeah claiming what it's very it's it's like any crime isn't it like you what do you mean by cracking down on individual i mean look every every gym should pretty much have cctv Mm. for for reasons such as this yeah you know every gym should have um cctv and not even not even like sexual harassment I've we've had plenty of claims where blokes have said, you know, this guy has threatened me or he's pushed me his punch. We've gone check CCTV mm. and it's like nothing's happened at all. But they've they've tried to create something out of this and create an outrage. But having CCTV def, definitely helps in the gym. And I mean, like now, if something like this happens during the present at the time, if something is to happen, I mean, I'd like to think that because you're in a public space such as a gym. It would hopefully, you know, prevent people from doing that. But obviously, from the reports yeah. I've seen, it doesn't. You know, from my own previous company I worked at, I know that it obviously doesn't. But if you do need to, if you do need to bring forth what has happened, then yeah, first thing you need to do is you need to go and speak to the management, mm. and you need to make sure that they know how serious it is as well, and put pressure. Because I'm, I'm going to tell you now, there are some, there are some people out there in who run gyms that just simply don't care. It's another day to them. They they don't want to deal with all this. Mm. Oh, it's just a lot of work in it, but it's their fucking job and it's actually serious. Yeah, it's very serious. If something has genuinely happened and it is serious, you need to talk to them. You need to let them know how serious it is and you put as much pressure on them as you fucking feel you need to, you know, don't back down. Um, at the same time, like if something major hasn't happened, but you are starting to feel creeped out, still feel free to let them know on on the on the side because they can then monitor on the CCTV. Can make a log of it. And if it keeps, if if it's happened, you then got the evidence. You can say, okay, this person obviously does keep staring at you know, because the thing is on CCTV as well. They might see that even when your back's turned. Yeah, it's very obvious that this person staring. is constantly staring. It's yeah. making X Y Z feel uncomfortable. For your safety, let's get rid of this person. And then you can keep their name just in case something is to ever happen in the future. If I was quickly talk anecdotally as well about the gym I go to, CrossFit gym. I feel like yeah, the culture there is obviously very different, right? It's in terms of guys pop the top within like three burpees into a workout. Obviously, you know, the the the, the, yeah. cu- the culture of uh, the dress for CrossFit is very much short shorts, as I said, popping the top, 
booty shorts, that kind of thing. So, but there's no problems in that. There's not really a huge issue. You don't, you never, because I feel like as well, because it's more community based, everyone knows each other more. And everyone's generally quite friendly towards each other. So there's never like, mm. because you know each other, if you look over at someone, it'd be like more of a, oh, hello. It wouldn't be just like a, it wouldn't be awkward. Do you know what I mean? Plus, I think most CrossFit women in general would absolutely destroy oh, yeah. a uh, casual gym cover. <laughs> yeah, to be fair, they are. Male or female. <laughs> absolute animals, a lot of them, yeah. The average gym, bro, fucking smash them to pieces. Yeah, it's a different culture. So, I mean, I feel like, yeah, if yeah. you are someone who's concerned, maybe get yourself to a CrossFit gym. It's a very, <laughs> very yeah. different culture, very different community. Might be yeah. your cup of tea. Um, or, as this person's doing, she's opening a woman, woman's only, a female only gym. I mean, I feel like, see, the problem I've got with that though, I mean, there's nothing wrong. If she wants to make a female only gym, that's good. The only issue I have, it goes back to my victim blaming comments was, why should women have to create a safe space in the first place? Why are they being forced to make a female only gym because of this issue? I feel like we need to be doing stuff to, it should, it should be more of, okay, how can we stop this? How can we make it so it's more inclusive and there's no issues and, you know, it's, I don't know the answer. I've not got an answer, but I don't think. Sadly, I don't think there is one. I mean, as we said, like we can move us away from a gym setting and just say it's just human nature in general. Yeah, it's terrible, but it is. It's like if it's if, a shame. You, if you can't fix it anywhere else, yeah, you know, you won't be able to fix it in a you know gym setting. There are protocols you can do though. You know, as I already mentioned before, about speaking to management, demanding they check CCTV, yeah. make sure you describe the person, etc. Because then if you describe the person, if it's uh, like most gyms now are like um, pin in and pin out. You, it, it's it, talking back to MI5 earlier, you know, it is like an MI5 operation. When you're trying to find someone that you're suspicious of, you find everything. You find their pin number. You find what times they've come in and out of the gym. You can get their home address from the system, everything. Absolutely everything. You see notes from like any other gyms they've been to within the company and they've caused problems there. You know, so yeah, there are protocols and things you can do. And you know what? Like I think this does help in a sense where you can like maybe have like some form of social support in a gym as well. I mean, I know some people just like to get into gym and get out, and of course that's absolutely fine. But if you do know of people that go into gym, it does help to kind of build a rapport with people. Uh, I'll give you an example, like some of the f- females in the gym I go to. They know that if they ever have an issue, they, even though I don't manage it, if they ever have an issue, they can come to me and tell me and I'll actually do something about it in the sense that I know good. the people to go and talk to about getting yeah. it done. But it also means that if they was ever feeling a bit uncomfortable in the gym, they know they can come and just hover around me and, you know, chat shit to me yeah. <laughs> as, they were, as, as they do. You know, for it to get to that point in the first place is fucking awful. But it's like, we're not going to save the world, are we? No. Anytime it, soon. At the end of the day, it's going to require a big culture change. It's for people, they're, people's bringing it up. It's the general culture. That's what's going to make things change. But unfortunately, as you said, we can't change the world. We're not going to change the, the culture of every person yeah. <laughs> on the planet. Um, but that's something that obviously needs to happen for it not to be a, a widespread issue. Yeah. I mean, there are little, there are little social things you can kind of do. You know, if you have got people bothering you. It, this way, it does help to have a pair of headphones. Yeah, you know, mm. you don't even have to be listening to music. Yeah, it's it's a barrier, almost, isn't it? If they keep pressing you, you know, I'm really sorry, but I've got to get to work and I've got to finish my coach's program as quick mm. as I can. Today. I'm so sorry. Yeah, whatever. If they keep on straight away, if they stop you from training, then then obviously it's a big fucking red flag that needs to be taken further straight away. Yeah, yeah. The cat's out of the bag now. You yeah. now know it's a serious situation. You need to get out of the gym or yeah. contact the management ASAP. 
Okay, guys, before we move on to the final piece of news, of course, we've got to shout out some very special individuals. We have got producers, Jenny and Colleen. How are you doing? I know you can't talk back to us, but, you know, I hope you're doing well. Hopefully it's okay. I think Colleen's probably still in Newcastle. I'll keep, I'm losing track of her now. She's She's been in that area, I feel like, for the last two years. I feel, I feel like she's not left. We've not tagged her. No, we've not tagged her. It has been suggested between us privately that we tag her. For safety but, uh, reasons, yeah. yeah. As a producer, she is crucial to the yet. success of the podcast. Well, I think it's actually something we should do for our producers, for their own safety, is we should start tagging them. Start tagging them, yeah, okay. So that way, when they stop paying us for like a single month... Awkwardly, Tom, they're both, we could be like, they're both women, which kind of links <laughs> back to that last topic, which is quite pesty. <laughs> okay, maybe we won't tag them. <laughs> yeah, got down a dark path here. God. <laughs> Fuck. I sound like a really shit Andrew Tate saying that he's shit enough as it is, but yeah. Yeah, <laughs> start tagging him. Uh, but yeah, thanks guys. Thanks for you. Uh, and of course, thank you to the rest of the foot soldiers over in uh, the society or as it's commonly known across the web, Patreon. Uh, so thanks to our patrons. Very much appreciated. If you want to join them, essentially help us with the running of the podcast, really, the driving Fine, force. new cable. Get on what? Buy and build a new cable. Yeah, that's a yeah. God, if people don't know the behind the scenes stuff, you'll probably hear me bitching about that. Destroying my cable. I've had to use a different setup today, but it's okay. I've, I've found a solution. But yes, helping me buy a new cable is one reason you should join the Patreon. You know, you get like um, these like OnlyFans, uh, yeah, only uh, fans, women yeah. and, and men and men yeah, who yeah. have like a wish list, right? Yeah. Did I tell you? Did I tell you someone? Someone? Someone was trying to get videos of me. Did I tell you? I, I don't know. I want to. I want to say yes. But I don't Did you see you have, my? But at the same you, time, you saw my video, didn't you? The content creators one when I was on the balcony performing a certain yeah. act, like a humor satire video. I had okay, someone, no, I've not. I, no, I had a guy comment on one. it, like a genuine guy. He was, um, he was a gay guy, and he, um, <laughs> he said, I'd assume that he, he said, he goes, oh, well, where's the, um, where's the rest of it? He goes, oh, I'm willing to pay. Like, drop me a message, <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck? So I like messaged back, obviously joke, joking, because I was like, no, like obviously, I, mean, I sound like a, I, thought, <laughs> I thought he was joking. So I messaged back, saying, how oh, fucking good on that. I said, yeah, if you want to see part one, is in like the actual real satire part one. It's here. He deleted the comment. <laughs> he deleted the comment straight away. <laughs> So you need to shave your moustache. It's oh, been God. unwanted attention. I know, yeah, unwanted attention, yeah. <laughs> but you know like how they get wish lists, right? Yeah. And obviously because OnlyFans is mostly porn-based, mm. like the wish list is always something to do with, like, I don't know, it's like one of these set-up lights or, you know, if it's a Twitch stream, it's a microphone or, you know, mm. some form of butt plug or whatever. <laughs> right. If we had our own individual wish lists... Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I imagine yours would be very serious and mine would just be outrageous. Amazon, we can actually have an Amazon wish list. That is, that is actually a thing we can do. Yeah. What would we put on our I'd Amazon have, like, list? a bag of 100 golf balls. A bag of 100 golf balls? Yeah, golf balls, that's a no-brainer. I'd also <laughs> new have... New set of curtains is what you fucking need. <laughs> new set of curtains. Staples, I ain't got a stapler, but I'll be happy with the staples <laughs> because I could just do those manually. Yeah. I could just do the stapling manually. Right. You just hit them with a hammer. Onto so you a need piece to have a paper. hammer as well then. Ask for a hammer. Yeah. Uh, I've got a paintbrush. For no paint. So I don't need a hammer. Oh, okay. Because I can just flip it around the other way and I've now got a hammer. Yeah, great. Yeah. Is that anything else? Uh, I never really look in this drawer that often. Uh, oh, look what I've got. I've got one of those old school grip. Oh, yeah. Grip jigs. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've also got... Uh, I'm pretty sure these are highly illegal, but I've actually got a punch dagger. Oh, yeah, you showed me that before, actually, yeah. yeah. And, yeah, probably not, better not incriminate myself anymore. Oh, Bill, do you know what I have got? Do you know what I have got? You ready for this? Yeah. I have 
a D20 dice. Oh, hello. How exciting. That is very Dungeons and Dragons. We should do it one day. Do you reckon we should just, try, just fuck the podcast? Just, just on, the, on the podcast, play a game of Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> just, just play a yeah, I game. think we should do one where it's actually based on the podcast. On oh, the podcast, yeah. That'd be you good. Know, definitely do that. Right like, play. you know, you encounter James Smith. No, you, you, know. you, you encounter a, you encounter a giant <laughs> sex predator attacking a maiden. What do you yeah. do? <laughs> are you going to save exactly. the maiden or are you going to run? <laughs> yeah. And you roll a, tr- a, a one and yeah. it's like, actually, you, you get molested. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, we shouldn't be finishing this topic with this, but yeah, we should we've not gone be joking about this topic. It's quite a serious topic. Um, it's all jokes, guys. Relax and breathe. Okay, the point is, moving along from the, um, the Dungeons & Dragons <laughs> game we are going to play at some point. Do you know what? I generally would do it. If people actually ask for it, I definitely would do it. I think it'd be hilarious, but I'm not going to just throw a random episode of us doing I'd it. I'd be a great dungeon master. It'd be really good. Um, anyway, maybe do a Patreon. Get all the patrons together. Have a big game of Dungeons and Dragons. Fuck that. We'll just do it privately. I'm up <laughs> Private. <for> it now. <laughs> well, anyway. I could be uh, actual pain paladin. Oh, you, oh. <laughs> you could be, couldn't you? Summon, you get to summon Adam Meekins. <laughs> oh, I don't need staples. I've got them here. Oh, you've got staples. Okay, right. You don't need to take off your wish list then. Right, guys, the point is, we've fucking absolutely dragged this Patreon shout out to fucking high heavens. Uh, the point is, if you want to help us buy random shit or just actually help us with the podcast, like driving it forward, promoting it, getting out there, um, Patreon's a good way to support us. So head to the link in the description or head to patreon.com slash CS gf podcast and you can sign up to one of the tiers um and it helps us quite a lot i say quite a lot a lot a lot very a lot a lot with tongue twister it helps us a lot okay that's the takeaway so yeah um right what are you doing there tom what's that antiseptic spray oh yeah if you're fucking tom yeah tom might be getting tonsillitis again guys so that does mean ai tom might be returning just a fyi all right probably should not have stopped taking my antibiotics oh god there we go. Right. <laughs> Moving on to the final piece of news. Quite a long episode, this. Right. Last piece of news is brand new hotel for fitness fanatics opens in Dubai. This could be a great location for our new Dungeons and Dragons game, couldn't it? I Dubai. don't think they would allow that in Dubai. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they would. It's too, what, dragons and shit? Magic? Yeah. I don't, I don't know how they feel about it. Yeah, I don't really. <laughs> Do you remember when we worked for, let's not say the name of the company, but we worked for a certain shop that sold toys, and um, <laughs> the cu- the owner was a hardcore Christian. Oh, I mean, you've literally narrowed it right down. If someone Google toy shop owned by Christian, <laughs> they're going to have to find it straight away. It's literally going to cut it straight away. I bet if I type could in- be Ann Summers, and because uh, they were such a hardcore Christian, they refused to sell Harry Potter. Oh, Harry at Potter, of its, yes. At the yeah, height of its fame, of its fame they refused, refused to sell to Harry Potter stuff in their toy shop because it was that. dark arts. Yeah, that used to fucking blow my mind. They'd, se- they'd sell guns, though. They'd sell magic tricks. You could buy a magic set. They'd sell, uh, they'd, yeah, they'd sell magic sets. But not Harry Potter. Yeah. It's such a weird, weird thing, I know, it? because it's trickery. It's trickery. Mm. It's not dark magic. It's uh, trickery, isn't it? Mm, trickery. But a gun, and, you know, they're happy for that. They were happy to send you on the Crusades, a little medieval play set, and, yeah. you know. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you want to get yeah. but, but Harry Potter, oh, oh yeah. straight to hell. Yeah. <laughs> so, get yourself to Jerusalem, big lad, but fucking Hogwarts, no chance. <laughs> yeah, no chance. <laughs> no chance. <laughs> unless yeah. you're going on a crusade. Yeah, unless you know, you're going to, if you're going on a crusade out, to Hogwarts, absolutely no problem. Yeah. Kind of like Order 66 by a Hogwarts. <laughs> yeah, fuck's sake. Oh, that'd be brutal. Uh, right, Ooh. moving on from um, that individual. Uh, uh, right, Hotel for Fitness Fanatics opens in Dubai. So firstly, of course, in Dubai. All these places seem to be in Dubai these days. Anything that's big and 
amazing that's being built is always in Dubai, all the oil money, I suppose. Um, but it's not open yet. Okay, it's not open yet. That's the important thing. But I tell you what, Tom, I cannot wait when it is open because I guarantee you now we're going to see every fitlefluencer under the sun visiting in it and making a video. Hey guys, checking into just checking into this uh, amazing hotel. They're going to be you know, getting all, all the get, jump, jumping around and all the Gucci equipment. Gonna be amazing, right? Um, but you know what I'll do, Tom, is because you're probably now thinking, guys, oh, I cannot wait for that content. I want to, I want to, I want to see it now. I want to see Bill jumping around in Dubai <laughs> doing a fitfluencer content. I will not be doing that. Um, I'm going to talk you through what this dream stay is going to look like. So we'll go with it from the beginning, Tom. Um, every guest's holiday starts with getting on the scales. Sounds a bit shit so far. Um, yes, really is what they've emphasised. You get a 3D body composition scan that measures weight. BMI, along with metrics such as body fat percentage and muscle mass. So just essentially a normal, those Gucci scales you see in quite a lot of gyms, really. So that's what they do first, which is, I don't really see the point of that unless you're on some sort of program, but maybe that'll become clear when it opens. Um, the rooms themselves, though, this is important stuff. The rooms that you're going to be staying in are apparently going to be perfect for recovery. I'll read you out this little extract here. It sounds very exciting. The rooms will be soundproofed and the mattresses thermoregulated and set to be the optimum temperature for a good night's sleep. Hanging from one wall will be a pull-up bar and a climbing frame in case you want to get your pump on first thing in the morning. We know, we, and then there's a, they, they add, we all know screens before bedtime are bad for our sleep, so there won't be a TV. So you've got a pull-up bar and a climbing frame, but no TV. Instead, there'll be a projector guests can use. Right, I mean, it's project. I bet it'll be like a blue, <laughs> blue filtered projector probably, on it? Um, and behind the mirror, there's a cupboard filled with a yoga mat, dumbbells and resistance bands and as for the mini bar it will be fully stocked with protein bars water and juices and if we step away from the room for a second tom the gym is of course state of the art there's a yoga studio life coaching workshops boxing area Ooh. hit area and there's even a 25 meter swimming pool so i mean tom it sounds quite quite a lot going on there life coaching just another way of saying that i've i'm another clone of the fitness industry Whenever I hear the word life coach, I just think one of us, one of us. It seems like to be the natural progression. Have you noticed that? A lot of people, like, they seem to sort of transition over to that life coaching thing and it's like, okay, where's this? How have yeah. you got there? How have you been Jesus there? Christ. The best ones I like is the life coach to like really young. Oh God, yeah. Life coach at 20. Yeah, love yeah. that. Absolutely love that. Brilliant. Or the PT that, you know, has no kids, you know, has never had like a long-term partner. They've just kind of like, minced around from here to there yeah. you know their backpacking trips etc it's like well, how the fuck are you give me life advice i'm actually you know what tom i think we should do, guys patreon going back to patreon if you want to see me and tom visit this hotel and go to a life coaching workshop make sure you all subscribe because we're gonna need a lot of money uh, but if you do do it we will do this if you want to sponsor our trip <laughs> to dubai I yeah i'll tell you what pay for us to go to dubai and we'll actually Great. um heckle and gaslight yeah, we will. We'll in do, this work we'll do live footage i'll make i'll get some i'll get loads of content just for you guys patreon exclusive just keep yawning yeah, you know what you do, Tom. You know, I really heckle a life coach. He just say something really outrageous that no life coach would be like, oh, I had four kids. Yeah. They all burnt down on my sailing boat. <laughs> yeah. Just put an afterlife on them. Yeah, just like get really depressive and like all this mad stuff that's happened in your life. Yeah, I lost my job. I was in a job for 25 years. I lost that. My wife left me from a boss. I lost all my kids yeah. in, a, in a house fire. Someone drove their school bus off the cliffs of Dover. <laughs> circle yeah and then see how they react <laughs> i guarantee you now the life coach will have no idea what to do no idea what to do <laughs> can you Any imagine anyway um moving on from our trip that's going to be happening in the future 
Thank you very much, patrons. Well, future patrons, I'll say, because you're all going to sign up now so we can go. Um, what made this article quite special was the comment section. Um, there was quite a, quite a funny few interesting comments. Um, this was the Times, by the way. So if you know the Times, you'll know they've got a certain demographic. You know, their audience is a certain type of person. Yes. So, yeah, exactly, yeah. Firstly was David. David was absolutely... I own all of the Sex in the City DVDs. <laughs> David, who probably does own all those DVDs, he was furious, Tom, that his subs, because you've got to pay to have the times, his subs are being used on such a trip. He put this. This is brilliant. Gosh, Hannah, you went on a free luxury trip and had a great experience. How surprising and informative. The times need to move these plugs into the advertorial sections rather than pretending it's travel writing. As a reader, as a subscriber, I say this type of drivel demeans your entire product. David was furious. <laughs> I mean, fucking hell. I love the way he starts with gosh, Hannah. Gosh, Hannah. Go on, David. Go on, Dave. David's absolutely furious. He's paying his fucking, what is he paying? £28 a month, I think it is for the times. Um, <laughs> he's absolutely fuming. This does sound like my personal hell, to be honest with you. Yeah. I was saying that the thermoregulated mattress, I mean, you could pick one up from B&M. This would be like us, Tom, if we actually did get like loads of Patreons <laughs> and we ended up doing the trip and people would be like this. You have someone saying, we give you all these Patreons money so you can get better equipment and you go to fucking Dubai. <laughs> if not have this podcast. Exactly. <laughs> Don't realise it's all planned. Or just go life. B&M and get your thermoregulated mattress yeah. from there. There like, you go. There's some life coaching. We could probably make our own Dubai, to be fair. Get a sound yeah. pit. Put a, put a building in the middle. Yeah, there you go. Done. We can, you know, underpay some people to yeah. do it for us, you know, and rip them off. I've got another one here, Tom. So people who like to buy in fitness, balls penned into one place. It sounds like a great idea to me. Uh, I mean, pff, yeah. I, mean, I agree. The people yeah. who do, I mean, you get the fit, the fitfluencers, the ones with that you, you might be thinking of and to buy they normally do like. Oh god, yeah, I love it. I can already think. I could already think of the usual suspects that would go. So I'm actually all for this. Um, <laughs> it's one place. A slight, a, a slight, a slight recommendation though is where we then, you know, set on fire, put bags of cement in front of the doors, was- and yeah, create a fire. <laughs> um, the one thing that was clear of all these comments, though, Tom, was that there's a lot of people making it very clear that they would never visit Dubai. They were wearing it almost like a badge of honour. You'll never see me in Dubai. Oh, God, I'd never, I've never been seen dead in that place. Oh, Dubai, it's full of all the same type of person. It's a lot of that language. I mean, look, if I won a competition to Dubai, I probably wouldn't go because I'm on a flight risk list. But, uh, you know, I, I just don't see the appeal to it, to be honest with you. I know there's like a lot of... Um, there's ethical reasons why people might not go, hmm. which okay, I can understand. But yeah, I just I don't see the appeal to it. To be honest with you, yeah. it just seems like one big like Instagram wankathon. <laughs> Instagram wankathon. And like, do you know what though? Like, whenever I here, so here's a secret about me: when I do go on holidays, I do enjoy a walking holiday. I thought we were going to say wanking holiday. <laughs> what are you going to say? Well, no, but when I do, I do, but just not when I'm doing my walking. I can't multitask. I hope not. You know. Whenever I, whenever I get a text on my phone, I have to stop walking when I'm out and about. I have to stop wherever I am, <laughs> even in the middle of the road, yeah. to finish off my text. Yeah. I can't walk and text. So I won't be able to walk and wank either. Mm. I'd have to do one or the other, depending on which one I feel more desperate to do. I might stop in public to have a wank. Stop in a bush. But I do like a walk-in holiday. So like uh, I go to places like Rome or been to Boston, etc. cetera. Mm. Uh, and I just can't walk around, look at the famous sites, etc. Like, I'm a fitness holiday, History nerd, basically. Yeah, so things like, uh, even like when I go up to York, I fucking love walking around the walls, etc. So, you know, stuff like that. Um, with that, 
I don't really take photos or I don't live stream shit or anything like that. I just I actually enjoy the sites for what they are. Dubai, it just seems like you're there full of photos. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I don't know if I'd be able to sit there and enjoy the stuff without thinking, oh, yeah. I, I, well, it's a very flashy place. I can enjoy place, it without it? taking a, a flashy. Yeah. I think people know that it's a flashy place. It's not It's not something you'd go to like a... What the fuck was that? Sneeze. That's a weird noise, that. It's like a fucking... Not some sort of weird avi- <laughs> avian creature. <laughs> Sorry, mate. Sneeze. Fuck I've got up. my headphones. So I can't hear myself oh, sneezing. Right, anyway, um, right. <laughs> we'll move on. Jokes aside. Um, this little topic, Tom, when I looked into this, it's got me thinking. Uh, you know, when it comes to a when it comes to a health and fitness space, obviously they've got loads of random shit in this hotel. What do we actually need? So we'll play a little game, Tom. If we could only choose five things for our very own gym space, I should say, what would they be and why? Of course, this is bias. We'll do this first, but we'll do bias and we'll go through essentials. But this is our bias. What would we actually have? What would you personally have, Tom, in your very own gym? Five Only five things. I mean, bear in mind, I used to have a garage gym. That's and a bit to be fair, so did you. So yeah, I did, yeah. We, we, we're kind of cheating here because we knew the essentials to have. Yeah. But straight away, I could say a barbell with barbell. plates. That yeah. all counts as one thing. No, I think plates barbell are separate. Barbell with plates. Plates are separate, mate. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, go on. We'll do it together. We'll do it together. Barbell and plate. Barbell and a okay, set of plates. Yeah. You know what I say? Barbell and 100 gonna... kilo of plates is one. Okay. I'm going to say barbell and plates and a rack. And a rack, okay, a so that's two rack. things. Yeah, two. Now, you're very lucky I'm not trying to combine all those into one thing. Yeah, okay. So let me have the yeah, plates two with the barbell. Okay, yeah. Barbell and plates, a rack. Now, I was it was a it was a type between a rower or a treadmill. However, I've gone for the rower. The reason being is that in a short amount of time, I think you can get a bit more ban with the rower. And with a treadmill, it's like, you know what, if I want to walk or if I want to go for a run, I, I have a road to do that on. I actually have a cul-de-sac where it's actually pretty much just roughly around 400 metres. So the cul-de-sac I live on is literally a running track anyway. Oh, yeah. So I'll go for a rower. So that's three things. The other thing I'd have is a stereo system for music. Mm. And last but not least, okay. I would have, and anyone that has ever had a garage gym is definitely going to agree with me on this, an industrial fan for the summer. Industrial fan, interesting. Yeah, but you, no one said this is a garage, mate. This this could be a nice building. It's just five things. I've made got, my choices. Okay, you've made your choices. Barbells and okay. plates, racks, rowers, uh, a sound system, mm-hmm. and several industrial fans. You fucked me up there because I was. I didn't even think of sound system, but I feel like I'm going to have to choose that now because you're right. I need some you sort need of tunes, tunes going on. Right, I mean, okay, you've I'll do my headphones in. You've always got headphones in. Yeah, well, yeah, that's true. I suppose. No, have I you ever like been into a silent gym, though? Yeah, I used to train my garage silent. No, but I mean like a proper gym where like the music's just cut out. No. It's eerie as fuck. No. I've I had it before like in a gym people where... People actually working out? People actually working out? Yeah we've, yeah, we've had it before where the power's completely gone and no one's given <laughs> a just, fuck and they've continued weird. training even in the areas that have gone pitch black. <gasps> <gasps> Mate, it is such a weird fucking environment <laughs> when, you, when all the music cuts out <laughs> and all the electrics so the yeah. treadmills aren't working... You know, mm. th- there's no even the the humming of the lights or the vending machines. The sound of a commercial gym with no music and no ambient sounds from like the electronics is is really weird. It is really weird. You can hear a pin drop even despite people training around you. So my first item is a backup generator. <laughs> that's, oh, that's a good shout. <laughs> yeah, no, but I'm joking aside. But my actual five things I'd have. Absolute bias would be obviously I've got to have the plates and the dumbbell uh, and the barbell. That'd be one. Rack would have to be two. Three, I'm gonna have to say sound system now. Fuck's sake. Four 
would be a rowing machine. I think rowing machine is probably the, I think out of all the CV equipment, I think it's the best one to have. If that's the only thing you can have out of all of them. If you can't, yeah. if you have to choose between a salt bike, a salt runner, skier, oh, a sub two bike. Mm. I feel like I feel like the, the the rower is the best one because the rower, the runner, you can go out and run. You can run outside potentially. Um, the salt bike is very specific. Yeah. So it's a concept two bike. I have a bike as well, so I could just technically go for a bike ride. Whereas a row, I'm not going to pop down to my local fucking sea and <laughs> jump in the fucking. <laughs> I would rather the rower than the assault bike. Yeah, rower. Don't get me wrong. You can do both steady state and you know high intensity on both of those. But I think the rower you could adjust the actual intent, the actual resistance more as well. Um, yeah, I think I feel like the, the rower is a bit more controllable yeah. in terms of intensities. The assault bike is very hard to control the intensity. I thought like your heart rate spikes a bit. <laughs> yeah, regardless, I think the rower you can control it a little bit more. What would I choose for number? So that was one, two, three, four. Would have to be fucking. So that was four, wasn't it? The rower. That was four. I've got one left. Um, the last one would have to be security. A gun. I would say nah, I'm going to go for a a starting pistol. You know my rig. You know the you know the rig I've got. Does that rig have a pull up bar on it? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It does. Ah, so the rack I'm thinking. Ah, see, I'm being a bit of a cheat here, mate. Yeah. Because the the rack I'm thinking of is my power rack that I have, which has the the chin right. up bar with has different grips attached. Yeah, the chin up bar. But it's also got. It's also got a cable attachment on it. Oh, no, you fuck off. You can't have that. That's, that's fucking no. You can't have that. Well, it's on my rack. Attachment. It's on my rack. No, fuck you. It's uh, on mate, my rack. Just, you, this could be the most mental rack. I could have everything. Like, I could have a salt bike off my fucking rack of one and two. How many <laughs> racks have you seen that has an assault bike on it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this rack exists. It's what? my one. It's one that I actually yeah, I don't own. agree, does. Oh, here we go. Right. Yeah, no. Fuck your cables. It's right, got so it's got a pull up bar. Okay, we'll take. It's also got a dip bar right. attached to it. Right, pull-up bar. We'll, have to, we'll take the pull-up bar, okay? So I've got a pull-up bar on my rack, so I don't need that. So what I would have is... Oh, fuck. A cat girl. This is really hard. Huh? What? What did you say? One of those anime cat girls. Oh, for fuck's sake. In an episode where we talk about sex pests, there's been a lot of sex pestery going on there, isn't there? <laughs> fuck's sake. Um, so I've got, I've got my barbell. I've got my plates. I've got my fucking rack. I've got my sound system. So that's four. I've got one more. I've got a rower, sorry. I've got one more thing I need. What would I need? Because I'm thinking of CrossFit hair stuff. Gym. So I'm trying to think of what. Hair gym. <laughs> um, oh, God. Um, a vending machine with infinite knock I'm thinking dumbbells, a set of dumbbells, but. Joe, what? I was thinking of adjustable dumbbells. To be fair, that's actually a good shout. That's actually a really good shout, to be fair. Adjustable dumbbells. We live in a day and age where these you know things what? exist. Yeah, they do, yeah. You know what? I might have to do that because I feel like dumbbells are really versatile. Joe, what's good is that after picking the first three things, it's like anything afterwards was just like extra. It wasn't like, oh, I'm struggling to decide what to pick between other fins here. It was a simple case of well, what I else think, can I have? So I think we can actually both, if we move on to the essentials then, like what I would personally say to people who want to buy their own gym kit. The, I mean, the essentials you said there, Tom, I feel like barbell, plates, rack is an absolute no-brainer for people in terms if they've of... Got space and the financial... If they've, obviously, if they, yeah, this is, this is obviously space land because... We obviously huge advocates of resistance training for numerous. You've probably heard it throughout the weeks of us talking various topics on the fitness news of resistance training and its importance. You know the guidelines obviously suggest it. The things that can help you as you get older, etc. So having a set of plates, barbell, a rack, there's so much you could do with that, which is really awesome. In terms of what else, I think in terms of essentials, I think having one piece of CV equipment's good. Yeah, 
whatever your preferred choice of CV. I'm not going to specify which one because that's subjective to you, but I feel like having one's good because you might not like running or if you do like running, going out and about on the streets and if it's raining and cold, you don't want to do that. So I feel like having one piece of yeah. CV equipment is a, is a good thing to have as well. And I think apart from that, I think you're in a good place, really, in terms of absolute essentials. I think anything on top of that is more of a, a luxury in terms of it's a nice more to have. specific to whatever it is you want to do. Yeah, you're good. But I mean, in terms of like general health, from a health point of view, get yourself a barbell, get yourself some plates. Because you can also add to the plates as well as you get stronger. Get some plates, yeah. get yourself one piece of CV equipment, and then you've kind of got everything you need to get a really good progress in multiple domains, multiple modalities. Yeah. I mean, like the exercise selection just comes down to your knowledge base of knowing what to do with the equipment. And your, yeah, and your bias. Yeah. I mean, I know there's some people out there who might throw in within their selection of fire, they might say, oh, you know, a hack squat machine. But it's like, I'm not a massive fan of machines. I mean, I will use them once in a blue moon. I probe them a fair bit for clients. But it's like, I just find like for the very limited things you could do on machines, which is usually just the one particular movement it's designed for. It takes up a lot of space. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, for sure. <clears throat> see, like with gyms, like why the major things work in a gym is, in particular, commercial gym is you constantly have people saying, "Oh, why don't you get this machine? Or when are you going to get this machine? You know, or when you're going to get it? Why can't you get one?" It's like, have you seen how much fucking floor space this one machine for this one muscle group for this one particular movement takes up? We can't. We ha- I mean, some of the people I used to work with frustrated the absolute fucking tits off me. We had one person constantly asking us, like, uh, and this is a worker, by the way, oh, why can't we get a lateral fly machine for our shoulders? So have you seen how That's big mad, those fucking it? machines are? First of all... And it costs them as well. We've got no room for anything. Half our equipment yeah. is in the fucking back storage because we've got nowhere to put it. Why do you want to get this massive machine for this one little thing yeah, that you do with a pair of dumbbells? Thing. Not shitting on machines, by the way. Just saying, cost effective. If I had my own gym, I would really have. I mean, I might have something like um, like a Roman chair or something like that, but or you know, a dip station. But that's oh, what? Better. Sorry, a Roman chair where like uh, you could do like back extensions, etc. Or glute hamstring developer, actually. Oh, GHD. Okay, yeah, I know what GHD is. Yeah, I'm going to say GHD yeah. instead. Yeah, love those in CrossFit, mate. You do if you do a sit up. If you do a CrossFit sit up on one of those, mate, people start losing their mind. Because if you see people do a sit up on a GHD and you go all the way back, like proper flex your spine. Yeah, fucking great. Yeah, I'm all for yeah, it. Great, yeah, I love doing them. <laughs> yeah, I'm it. all over it. I'm fine. Yeah, people, people start getting excited. Like, oh my god, he's going to hurt himself. Like, nope, don't you worry about me. It's funny my you say that. I have seen someone. I, I've I've seen someone doing it on our Roman chair before, uh, where they were just mm. extending their back a bit, a little bit further back than what you usually would. Absolutely fine, by the way. And I've never seen one of our PTs run so fast in my life up to this person's really? head to stop doing it before they get hurt. So, oh, God. I think we'll wrap up there. We've, it's been quite a long episode, Tom, hasn't it? How long have you been going for here? Like I eight know. Hours, one hour 40. None of it's had any substance to it, but yeah. <laughs> you can't say that. <laughs> None of it's had any substance. It's been a fucking powerful episode. We've had three very I'm sure you can edit it down to 20 we, minutes. I feel like... I feel like we've, we started on quite a, with a serious tone almost. Or we st- we've actually, I think we've got less serious as we've got on. We started with the deadlifts, like, oh, it's a constant problem. We're fighting against it. Then we got on the sex pest stuff. It was obviously very serious. And as we got into the Patreon shout out, it went all downhill from there. It's become a fucking shit show. <laughs> but it's getting more difficult to scrape the barrel now for men's health. 
<laughs> mental health. I don't know, mate. Wait till next week because I guarantee I'll be saying those words again. It's another week. It's another mental health oh, article. God. It's going to be a week. It's gonna, I need to get on a t-shirt, I think. That'd be a good t-shirt, wouldn't it? Good bit of merch. Like it's quote. another week. It's another mental health article. God help us. Oh. That is all the week. Uh, that is uh, all the week. That, that is all the week. You're right, yeah. <laughs> it is. <laughs> nearly at the end. It's, it's Thursday, isn't it? Um, that is all the news this week, guys. Um, and if you are enjoying this content, you know what? The, the, the call to action this week is going to be an echo of what we said about the Patreon stuff. Me and Tom actually want to go to Dubai. Um, this this hotel trip is is an absolute must. Um, content is crucial. If you want to see that content, it'd be absolutely amazing if you could sign up to the Patreon because it's going to cost a lot of money. Yeah, just, so. <laughs> just a couple of grand. Uh, we need spending money. A couple well. of grand. So obviously, spending money. Yeah. So send yeah. us more grands on top of that as well, actually. If you do a special, if you uh, sign up to the producer the producer tier, we'll do a special deal for you right now, guys. You heard it here first. Uh, me and Tom will send you um, special individual videos from the hotel room, okay? We will send you videos from us in the hotel room straight to your inbox. Um, I'm not going to go into any more details there. Mm. I think you're not on about... It's going to get very exciting. I'll start packing my suitcase, a hundred <laughs> golf ball, right. staples, and my D20 dice. Don't forget your pipe. A field day. <laughs> right. It's been a it's been a pleasure as always, and we will see you next week, same time, same place, for some more the fitness news. See, see you soon. You soon.